Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how's your quarantine going? Pretty good. Definitely hold up today. I uh, probably would have done it even regardless of anything. A little, a little tired and nothing better than a lazy Sunday of not leaving the house. But how about this? Now I'm not leaving the house yet feeling like I'm contributing to society. So that's pretty good. You know what? That's a damn good way. Boy, you're Mr. Silver lining today. I like that. This is where your laziness comes into uh, I know. I big time. Feel like, I'm, help. feel like I'm helping people by absolutely doing nothing at all, which is just you know, a typical Sunday for me. So you were in Tuscaloosa this past weekend, at least for some of the days. How surreal was it? Uh, extremely in a couple of different ways. Uh, you know, first of all, I'm, I'm kind of new to, to being a, a homeowner up there. And so I, I haven't really spent considerable time up there, you know, beyond going to a game or two and staying a weekend or something like that. I haven't spent considerable time up there in a long time, maybe even since I was a student. But to be on campus on a day when no one is on campus is weird uh, no sporting events at all. Weird. Uh, a, a little bit like a ghost town. I mean, uh, but at the same, so it, it was kind of a, a surreal thing. It didn't feel normal at all. And uh, frankly, it's frankly, there's nothing normal at all about what's going on. Yeah, it is. Um, it is quite bizarre. Uh, you know, I don't even really know. I don't know where to to go with all this because I keep thinking that we have um we're overestimating all this. But then you watch the news and you think, okay, maybe we're underestimating it. I, I don't know which one I know we're doing one of the two. We are not handling this ap- the appropriate amount. I know yep. that. that. We're over you, or under. Because you can't there's no sense that there's no toilet paper. There's no, and and that is a a no shit thing. Like I thought that perhaps some people were were exaggerating that there was no toilet paper. Just for giggles, I walked into a Publix. I didn't even need anything. I went to Lifetime Fitness, which I'll talk about in a minute, and played basketball. But I went to go get lunch, and then I was like, I'm going to go in public see what it's like. Jimmy, there was no chicken. There was no. Chicken. There was no toilet paper. There was no paper towels. There was no nothing. I mean, they had some stuff. I mean, but it was all it was like tarragon and soy sauce. Who the hell needs that shit? Um, so, and then I went to Whole Foods because um, it's right by our, our house in Birmingham uh, to get dinner last night. And like they had, they had some stuff up there, but it looked like it had been moderately ravaged, you know, which right. is, you know, Mountain Brook ravaged, you know. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> And which it made some sense to me because there was a confirmed case from a guy in Mountain Brook like just yesterday. And I think now there's even more. But um, I said, man, y'all look like y'all had a rough day. The guy said, dude, I just restocked everything. He was like, there was nothing in here two hours ago and I've just restocked it all. And we're (laughs) half out again. I mean, it's bananas. And I again, it just I, I don't understand the um the 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 hoarding i did get get a kick out of the fact that um and i'm a capitalist don't get me wrong but there's a kid that's from maybe new jersey or something like that he was 
maybe in Nashville for some reason, and he went around broke out. He went around buying up all the the hand sanitizer, and I mean, like in Kentucky, in Tennessee, in wherever. Like, there's a New York Times article about it, and um, he started selling it on Amazon for about eighty dollars a pop, which it should be two dollars a pop. And he was selling it. Well, Amazon finally put the kibosh on that, which is great. But now he the the jokes on him because he's stuck with like seventeen thousand bottles of hand sanitizer in his garage, and he didn't know what to do with it. And I'm kind of like, hey, look, man, don't don't pity party this shit. I mean, you, you kind of deserve that, right? Um, yeah, I mean, it's like uh, that, that that to me, he's like 10% entrepreneur, 10%. I admire the forward thinking, the forward, yeah. like, you know, kind of, you know, a, a great way to, to become rich is sort of foresee the future and and buy low and sell high right i mean yeah. that, that that that's how you get rich buy low and sell high uh but but a uh, little mistake here um public emergencies i mean it's not cool to i mean is it cool to to think wow this upcoming summer uh it's going to be a busy hurricane season so what i'm going to do is i'm i'm going to i'm going to get a million dollars and i'm going to every generator in the south yeah and then when the big hurricane hits I'm going to sell those generators for, you know, 8,000 bucks a piece and, and, and I'm going to be rich for life. That, that, that's not, while that is forward thinking, you cannot become a billionaire off, off, off the entire public's misery. I mean, that's just terrible. So yeah, I don't have any sympathy for the guy. I I think he's uh, obviously there's a, a good business mind somewhere in there and he's wasting it on evil. Yeah, now that's that's a really really good point right there. There is no doubt he's wasting it on evil. Um, he's wasting it on evil. All right, we're going to take a quick break uh, for our sponsors, and then when we come back, I want to tell a story about a basketball prospect I ran into yesterday. All right, so Jimmy, um, yesterday, um, I, I was at Lifetime as I mentioned, and uh, I play basketball occasionally you know people who listen to this know i'm 47 years old i used to i mean i really used to love basketball play all the time and now i sort of play occasionally just to remind myself that i'm not dead and um so i was at at lifetime and usually i you know i hold my own i'm fine this full court or full court or half court it's it's a half court but um it's like the quarter you know cross court and um, cross court okay so half court cross court yeah so uh I was waiting around. I was just, I shot for like 30 minutes, just sort of hanging out, shooting. And I was about to leave. And this gigantic kid came in with another kid. He had on these Spain park shorts um, and, you know, just a regular old basketball shirt, whatever, but he was huge. I mean, he was at least three or four inches taller than me and I'm about six, five. Um, Well, I was like, okay, this kid's got to be, I guess he's at Spain park and he looks like a prospect. So I sort of watched him, you know, I I was gathering my stuff, and I said, I'm going to sit here for a second, see if anybody comes in for a game. And I watched him shoot for a second. I was like, holy cow, he's got a good shot, too. I mean, he's that tall. He looks like he's got four elbows on each arm. I mean, he's got these <laughs> long limbs. Um, and, he, he, you know, he wears obviously like size 17 shoe or something like that. And he was like just screwing around, dunking in ways that most people can only imagine, just like not even – like effortlessly. So 
we finally get enough for a game. And this game was, I mean, I, again, maybe 15 years ago, I would have been in my element. Now I was, I, I was like last pick guy, you know, um, <laughs> there were a lot of, a uh, lot of, there were some bad ads. And so we play them, but my team, we won four games in a row. Uh, and then finally ended up losing, which thank God, because my liver was about to fall out of my butt. And um, I was so tired. I have no idea if, if that was true, but medically it felt that way. And um, that would have been I would have been alarming on on so many levels. But, but proceed. So, and then, I'm not kidding. This kid is good, Jimmy. I mean, and again, we're playing it lifetime, and you know, make you all your jokes that you want to. That's fine. Uh, you don't have to. I mean, it's sort of like watching. Um, you know, Jerry Rice at Mississippi Valley State. I mean, you know, the competition's bad, but you're like, or Sean Alexander when he was at, uh, was it Boone County in, in Kentucky? Yeah. I mean, right. yeah, you, okay. Or Derrick Henry. I mean, yeah, they're playing against a bunch of nobodies, but uh, he can probably do this against anybody's too. So um, <laughs> he can do this against anybody's. After, you know, after about like the third game, I went up to him. And I said, man, you know, look, just got signed with the HSA Radio Network. Saw your Spain Park shorts. You're a damn good player. Um, you know, are you at Spain Park? And he said, well, I, I was supposed to be. I was a freshman year. And then I went to a place called The Rock. And I think The Rock is where there was a um, prospect that's now out in Kansas whose name escapes me now. But um, he played there for a couple of years. He was looking at Auburn, but I don't think he's going to Auburn anymore. Anyway, um, and he said, well, I'm going to IMG next year. Wow. And his name his name is Lynn Kidd, L Y N N K I D D, I believe. And so I I looked him up. Obviously, when I was as soon as I got back to the car, I I looked at his profile on Rivals. He was listed as like the number one eighteen player in the country. And I said said to myself, I said, self self, if that's low. If there are one hundred and seventeen <laughs> players in the country better than him, I I, just, I, I don't believe it. Well, then I looked on. Uh, 24-7, they have him like number 84, 85, or whatever. And that seems probably even more right, but still low. More right, but still low. He told me, and again, you don't have to be a superstar to dominate me. But I think that I've seen enough <laughs> basketball to know that when you can do the things this kid was doing, he was nailing threes. He had a pretty jumper. I mean, it wasn't like his threes were rattling in. I mean, it was like splash. And um, big hands, long arms. Big feet, long legs, muscular. I mean, not not like overly muscular, but you know, kind of wiry strong. Um, so I would encourage everybody to go look him up, uh, Lynn Kid. And I asked him specifically. I said, "Hey, man, I assume you got some offers. Tell me about them." And he said, "Yeah, you know, Alabama, Auburn, Florida." Um, you know, he rattled off a few like that, and uh, sure enough, on his profile, all those were there. Um, I didn't. You know, I didn't give him a roll tide or anything, but I mean, I, I mean, I hope he. I'll tell you what. Based on what I saw, sat yesterday, I'm hoping he ends up at Alabama. That's that's my mind. So I would encourage everybody to go check out Lynn Kidd on 24/7 Arrivals and just check out some highlights. Well, the cool story is obviously the kid's got many, many, many Alabama ties, uh, despite being at IMG, and he's clearly going to be highly recruited. And uh, when you evaluate someone up close as you got obviously uh you know i'm i'm, I'm sure you're 100 right and let me tell you it's fo- basketball recruiting is almost no different than football recruiting in this one sense the bigger the kid the the, the better recruit he is and by, and by that i mean 
there's a lot of 5'11", a lot of talented 5'11 basketball players simply because there's a shitload of people who are 5'11". So a certain percentage of them are going to be really talented. But when you're talking about there's a smaller percentage of the public that's 6'5", 6'6", 6'8", 6'9", you're talking about a smaller percentage of the public that's that size. When you're that size and really talented at basketball, you're recruiting gold. I mean, you're like, those are the the, the hard-to-find guys. To me, the equivalent in football, really, the, the best example is defensive linemen, you know, enormous human beings who are also athletic. There's just very few of these people alive. So that's why uh, that kid probably uh, does deserve a higher ranking. And I bet uh, by the time it's all said and done, there'll be a lot of the uh, blue blood power programs knocking on his door. Yeah. And I just thought it was pretty cool that it, just on a random Saturday, he happened to be there. So if this kid ever makes it big, I'm going to be like, yeah, yeah. that kid posterized me. Done, so. Taught him everything um, he knows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you taught him everything he knows about dunking over someone not as good as he is. Correct, and I mean, I think that means something. That means something to you. <laughs> it is something. Um, but yeah, go check it out because that's something that a lot of you know folks are going to be doing. I think a lot of people are going to get knee deep in recruiting right now. I mean, I I know you are, and I probably will. Yeah. Just what I'm going to start doing is watching a lot more film on guys. Um, and you and I talked exactly. about. Uh, you and I talked about last at the end of last week that, and we just didn't, weren't able to get it together this weekend, but we do want to come up with some bracket ideas. And I think maybe, uh, you know, I'll start working on that some tonight and we can just sort of, I'll send them to you and we can sort of go over our own bracket ideas of, uh, you know, best games we ever saw or best Alabama games or best player or, you know, whatever, best team. Um, all the cliche bullshit that everybody's going to be doing because there's no sports. And Jimmy, I, I don't. I'm trying to figure out what to write about because I write for the local fish rapper here on, on for Tuesdays, and it's tough to think of a of a subject. And I've just decided I think what I'm going to do is come up with a love letter to sports and be like this. You know how like when you're with a girlfriend sometimes, and but you're like, look, man, I'm just we got to break up for now, and hopefully we get back together. You know, if it were if you know if it's meant to be, it's meant to be kind of thing. I feel like that's where we are with this thing that, hey, look, you know, we got to break up right now. My parents are divorcing and I'm moving with my mom. Let's break up for now. But maybe in a month or two, you know, we can we can reconnect and, and fall in love all over again. And I just really hope when we come back, we appreciate sports more. I'm not a baseball guy and I freaking missed baseball. There's somebody on Twitter <laughs> trying to find out who it is. Um who's an Alabama guy and he's like doing fake baseball reports from the Alabama Missouri series that was supposed to be this weekend. And um, I can't remember who it is, but I'm loving it. He's like, you know, so-and-so for Alabama just hit a three run dinger in the bottom of the seventh. Alabama's got a six, four lead. And I mean, he's just making it up on the fly and it's brilliant. I love it. Yeah. Somebody did the same thing with uh, basketball, with the, uh, with, with, with the little run Alabama had in the SEC basketball tournament uh someone did the same and you know what, what was really smart about because i've read the baseball guy you're talking about uh, i think he he posts under a handle alabama cancel ball and uh oh i think that's right. just yeah and then a guy that's just a, a normal uh a normal guy posts under his own name did the basketball thing uh and it was good but what what's made both of them good and entertaining to me 
is that the games have been realistic. Now, of course, it's yeah. gone Alabama's way. It's gone Alabama's way, except for the basketball team lost uh, to Georgia after shockingly upsetting Kentucky on Friday. Alabama loses to Georgia of all teams Saturday uh, per the fake tournament. But uh, the game stories and everything in it was semi-realistic, and, and some of the comments were funny, and uh, it was it was kind of entertaining. But this is – I feel as you do, but but one more step weird. I remember about two seasons ago. See, one of the things I count down to, and it's symbolic. It's not actually to the game itself, but I count down to the NFL Hall of Fame game, the first preseason game, yeah. for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's of the first real football of the next season. And by real football, I mean it's a game on television being played by the players that are going to be playing in the NFL. And there's sometimes some former Bama guys out there, but it's the first televised football, be it NFL college or high school of the new season. Secondly, and here's another, the biggest reason to count down to it based on the way Nick Saban has prepared our schedule. The last few years, the hall of fame game has been on a Thursday night and Alabama's very first practice is the next day on that Friday. So, it's been perfect to count down to. And I remember about two or three years ago, we literally, partly it's Crimson Country Club because we do a player countdown we've talked about before with the jersey numbers from 99 down to one. So we're literally counting, literally, from 99 days down to one. And I wake up every morning going, oh, it's 48 days. Oh, it's 47 days. Oh, it's 46 days. Counting down. And then two years ago, we get to that Hall of Fame game, and there's some freaking problem with the turf at the high school stadium yeah. where they play the game. Right. And they had to cancel the game. I was crushed. I mean, I was when you count down to something for 99 days, and then you get to the 99th day and it doesn't happen, you're it's crushing. Well, that's what I feel like has happened with us now because not only uh, have we got we it, it was a terrible time for postponements alabama was was literally the, the 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 president declared a national emergency the night before alabama's first spring practice the baseball team was about to play its opening conference baseball games the ba- sec basketball tournament we literally it, the, the sec basketball tournament was canceled 2 hours before we tipped off and 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 what's about to happen the Nope, that's postponed. The whole NBA season postponed. Opening day of Major League Baseball now less than two weeks away. Nope, postponed. So, gosh, it, it, it came at this crazy time. And I feel like we've been counting down to these days and we get there and it's just not here. And it's really depressing. But on the other hand, it is 100% necessary. Like everyone else, I've done a lot of reading and, and Luke you already alluded to this and and I've settled on this. Look, if 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 maybe we've overreacted, maybe there's an overreaction to the school closings and everything else. There's an overreaction, and, and and if tens of thousands don't get sick and die, we'll look back and go, boy, we overreacted. But but did we? The overreaction is what is saving potentially, potentially, from a just a catastrophic situation. Because I'll tell you what, if we didn't overreact and you underreact, underreact and lose, I don't know, one full percent of the population of the country. I mean, 
there is no overreaction the way I, the, the way I look at it. There's no overreaction. There is we got to do what we got to do to make it to 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 control it best we can before it controls us. So everybody just needs to. It's, I think some of the advice could be even simpler than it's given out. This is just, we need to not interact with one another. <laughs> we need to not interact with one another for like a month. And if we don't interact with one another for like a month, this will just be a memory. But what will make it live on and on and on are the scenes I've seen on the internet from Bourbon Street and the bars in Nashville and Spring Break in South Padre Island. I mean, if we keep seeing scenes like that of, of congested people acting like nothing's different and everything's fine, then we're going to be dealing with this thing for months and months and months. It's not going to be a short-term, a, a short-term problem. It's going to be a long-term problem. Yeah, and, and you're right. I mean, I, it's better to err on the side of caution in this instance. Um, boy, just the caution comes at a steep price, and that's what's so sad about it. And I guess – we we have really taken sports for granted because it is the thing that binds many of us. I mean, at least in the community that we're trying to touch. I mean, look, nobody's tuning in to Locked On Bama for financial advice. I mean, oh, I wonder what Luke and Jimmy think about the market. No, 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 no. If you're tuning into this, you give a damn about Alabama and and maybe just sports in general. And it's something that binds us together. And whenever there's a lull in conversation. You, you can always say, well, you know, how about those Mets? And somebody will know what you're talking about and strike up a conversation with you. So it's um, it's a thing, man, and it's, and it's really, really sad. But when we come back, we're going to talk about a couple other just miscellaneous odd and end things. All right, Jimmy, so um, <laughs> that was uh, that was a lot of depressing podcasting right there in a row. Well, um, that's Let's cheer everybody up by knowing sports is around the corner and football's around the corner. Hopefully the NFL draft will happen. I think, you know, hope, hopefully the NFL draft will happen in some form. Uh, you know, that's at the end of April. That That's well beyond 30 days from now. If we all act right as a country, we can have a draft, <laughs> you know, uh, so uh, that'll be exciting and fun. And, and, and I don't think the idea uh, of spring practice is out the window. It just might be more of a May thing than an April thing. We'll see. And, uh, and baseball be started up. It'll, it'll be back and uh, we can have fun looking backwards at fun games. We can look forward to projections of what, what'll, what, what the fall will look like. I'm, I'm starting to get ready to get into predictions about who's going to be good in the West. Who's going to be good in the East. What's the top 25 going to look like who might be in the playoff. Uh, who are the best players in college football in 2020? Uh, yeah, heck yeah, we can talk about all that stuff on on these uh, shows during the downtime. Our shows about nothing will be about that. Well, I have looked um, at some of the latest crystal balls, and it seems like uh, Clemson's still going to be pretty good for the foreseeable future. Um, man, they are they are getting crystal ball after crystal ball from, from high four stars and five stars left and right. Um, you know, and I think Alabama certainly is, is going to still be right in there, but Clemson's situation at this point is more desirable than Alabama's. I mean, we're in a, a division, a conference 
that um, has the, the defending national champ in it and uh, our arch hated arch rival who always plays as tough and um, a school in Texas that has more money than a show dog can jump over um, and a couple of Mississippi teams that just hate, live to hate us and uh, and Arkansas. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and then there's that. Um, so and meanwhile, Clemson, I mean, look, North, I'll tell you this, North Kakalaki, uh, I don't know what kind of, uh, do, do you think Mac Brown took some of that stuff that Frank Thomas is always pimping, um, you know, those eugenics <laughs> or something like that, because man, he's found a second wind, hadn't he? This is what he's found. And I'll tell you, this is the, the program that immediately leapt to mind. Great, great subject. Good, good football talk here. I'll tell you what Mac Brown found when he went to North Carolina. It wasn't Frank Thomas's magical elixir or, sh- or, or, or shit that Shaq O'Neal peddles on the uh, infomercials. I'll tell the you general? what he found at North Carolina. I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you what he found in, 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 in Tar Heel country that Jeremy Pruitt has not at Tennessee, and that's this simple. Mac Brown had a quarterback. He, he went to North Carolina as a quarterback there. Yeah, the kid was a true freshman. But Sam Howell is a great quarterback. He's a great college quarterback. And now he gets a commitment from Drake May in the future. So now for the next, what, uh, four, five, six years, North Carolina is putting a high-quality quarterback on the field. And that makes you better just then and there. And then it's like a Pod Piper situation where the other kids start lining up to go play with the big-time quarterback. And, and that, that's the magic that Mac Brown has spun there. And I don't know how much of it was his own doing, but a difference-making quarterback makes a difference. That That's simple. So, uh, yeah, I mean, good for Mac. I mean, he's always seemed like a good good dude to me. I think he got kind of a raw deal at Texas at the end a little bit. But I guess just in modern society, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we know you've won a national championship, and we know you played for another – but we're not good today, so you're out. And yeah. you know, no, there, no, no one buys patience anymore. And for and for those that think, oh well, Alabama would have infinite patience with Nick Saban. No, we wouldn't. No, we wouldn't. Finish six and six this fall, and six and six next fall, and see what happens. We don't right now. There are a lot of people that don't right this minute. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I mean, That's you right. and I do. I mean, because yeah. strangely and sadly, we're two of the same ones. <laughs> that, that that explains a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. You can find people uh, that. Well, let's see. I, I tell you, the game to me this fall. I'm going to talk about it all summer because it's going. But that Georgia game in week three. Uh, I think I, I think the dynasty is dead. Talk. It's almost like week three is the litmus test for that. If we beat Georgia, then Alabama fans can mock all the dynasty is dead talk. But if Alabama loses to Georgia in week three, it starts getting hard to make the argument that the dynasty is alive, you know? Yeah. So, and that's just week three. And, and I'm not saying now you can lose in week three and still win the national championship. That's still something that's very possible, but I'm just saying, saying to me, logically an Alabama team that loses at home to Georgia is probably not going to win the national championship. But no, there's no doubt. I mean, the only path would be to win every remaining game and then win the rematch against Georgia, which, you know, I mean, that would be the only path. But if if the game if Alabama does win that game and again, we will talk about that a lot more, you know, going forward, assume we all survive this coronavirus. Um, 
that if we do win that game, I mean, if you're a Georgia fan, you got to begin to wonder, okay, what do we have to do here? We haven't beaten Alabama since 2007, um, and we've had ample opportunities to beat them. Uh, We've played them in our place twice, gotten hammered twice there. We've played them in SEC championship games where we had everything going in our favor and we still um, poked the bulldog. <laughs> I, I was going to say screw the boot, but I was trying to come up with something. Something bulldoggy. Hey, the bulldog didn't sound good enough. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, Georgia's go- would really have a lot of second downs. But, all right, Jimmy, as we wrap up here, I think what we can do is say – you know, we're going to find content. So we want oh, people to continue to listen. It's it, just because Alabama's not playing baseball and softball and there's not a there's not going to be a spring practice, apparently, um, doesn't mean you and I won't come up with content on a daily basis. So what we're asking, and I think this is, you know, we're not begging, but we're we're going to ask this just like everybody's asking this of everybody else. I mean, to get through a situation like this, I think everybody has to – pitch in and just continue on with their lives and just be a little bit more cautious. And, um, you know, so stick, stick with us, keep listening. We appreciate you guys. I mean, hopefully yeah. everybody knows that. And you can't um, get a, hey, if you're at home listening to our show, you're not going to get this uh, Corona thing. That's true. You'll listen to us for 30 minutes. That's 30 minutes. You ain't got to worry about nothing. Yeah. I mean, are, are I'm not sure as a lawyer, you should be saying that we are a penicillin to the coronavirus, but feel free. <laughs> we're a 30 minute, we're a 30 minute bubble wrap. I mean, you're, you're not getting Corona. If you're listening to us at home by yourself or no more that within six feet of other people that live with you in your home. Yeah. Okay. I dig that. That's good. Yep. We also encourage you not to lick doorknobs. Um, no, not to have, not to do a Jerry Seinfeld. Speaking of Seinfeld, we don't have a Seinfeld every re- every show now. Seinfeld reference every show. It, do like Jerry Seinfeld, and if your shoelaces are untied and you're at the men's urinal, that shoelace needs to be thrown away post haste. Hey, you know we're talking about the Tennessee guy, the forward thinking guy that yeah. that was just like a little evil. My evil plan was this. Uh, when I knew Trump was going to speak to the nation, I was concerned that he was uh, he was going to, uh, you know, announce, you know, national emergency and all these measures could be. So what I did was I flew to L.A. real fast and <laughs> I, I just circled the Playboy Mansion time and time and time again in case Trump says, all right, everyone shelter in place. <laughs> that's 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 a damn good strategy. Except, well, look. Except, I spent, you, it's, it's, it's a little expensive, and then it didn't happen. And then, oh yeah, then I googled, and the Playboy Mansion doesn't have Playboy playmates living in it anymore. So then there's that. It doesn't. What is it like? The athletic dorms? You can't. You, they're no more. <laughs> they can't do. Yeah, that. only the freshmen. Only the freshman playmates can live there. Everybody else has to live off Playboy campus. Oh wow. No, That's I think crazy. they sold. They sold it to some dude. I mean, I think it's just a dude that lives there. That's bananas. Well, look, I mean, I hope that's where the coronavirus probably came from is the grotto, right? <laughs> it would be the first place to look. Yeah. I mean, that would be fair. That's fair. But in the grotto's defense is probably also where the cure is. We just need to look harder. <laughs> uh, um, see, this is the content you'd be missing if you're like, I'm not listening to those guys till the sports are back on. You yeah. missed all the that. Medical content. 
the hardcore medical shit you'd be missing. Um, I'm Sanjay and he's Gupta. <laughs> all right, everybody, roll tide. Roll tide.